Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Mr. Soggy Bob. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. I don't want to eat anybody. I just get <laughs> so hungry. I'm just too big. There's a time when a man needs to fight and a time when he needs to accept that his destiny is lost. The ship has sailed and only a fool would continue. Truth is... I've always been a fool. Have you ever heard a joke so many times you've forgotten why it's funny? And then you hear it again and suddenly it's new. You remember why you loved it in the first place. Cue the theme song. They say when you meet the love of your life, time stops. And that's true. You don't even know me. You don't know me, but I love you. The town decided to send a human sacrifice and I volunteered. My arms are a little stringy, but there's some good eating in my legs. I mean, I'd be tempted to eat them myself. Stop it. It's not funny. It's, it's unbelievable. Now, I'm sorry, but, well, goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Farewell. All right. You might have... An aquarium. You might like to dabble in a lake someday, but you're not looking for a little fish. No, no. You always want a big fish. Not very punny, but there is the intro. 2003. Yeah. Sometimes they work. Most of the time they don't, I think, because uh, I never <laughs> script them. They're just kind of like, uh, go, say something funny. I'm going to miss these. Duh, treatment. <laughs> uh we have today a Tim Burton film, unlike most other Tim Burton films, um, based on the novel of the same name, except you add Big Fish, a novel of mythic proportions by Daniel Wallace. Um, Tim Burton was able to assemble quite a good cast for this one, including Ewan McGregor, Albert Finney, Billy Crudup, Jessica Lange, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Alison Lohman, who is not really a huge addition, but anyway, uh, Robert Guillaume, uh, Marion Cotard, uh, and then you got some other folks like Steve Buscemi, Danny DeVito, uh, even Miley Cyrus, uh, as a young child. In this. Um, so some people came together for some things, and this is kind of like a far fetched comedy drama tale with some fantasy elements. Everybody's in this. Um, yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, Runtime was just over two hours long, which put me in the scare zone, I got to say, um, and yeah. made for $70 million, And I was like, man, that's a big, big, big budget for this type of movie. Made 123 in the box office and was nominated for a F-ton of awards and won none of them. Looking at the list of nominations, it's like, yep, it was sure nominated across the board, including for Best Original Score by the dwarf-hating Danny Elfman. Haha, <laughs> get it? Dwarf Elf? Not yeah. a fan. Right. Not a All Danny right. fan. Not Colin, a Danny fan? Colin, I gotta get say over it. it. Get over it. You don't have to fight that battle anymore. You can just <laughs> admit Danny's got chops, okay? I mean, he's done some things that are memorable. I'm just not a fan. Just not in a positive way. Um, no. So well, yeah, like The Simpsons. <laughs> memorable. Like The Plague. Like The <laughs> Simpsons. The Simpsons theme song is all Danny. There you go. 
I can't um, get that on my head. I'll never forget that. So we follow in Big Fish, um, Will Bloom, played by Billy Crudup, who uh, doesn't think too much of his dad. And uh, his dad, Albert Finney, is at his wedding and kind of takes center stage, which Billy takes exception to. And then Albert Finney falls into disrepair from a human perspective, health failing and um, try to they try to rekindle a bit of the relationship so that Billy Crudup can figure out what were you really about, Dad? You just fucking lie all the time. So they try and get that shit figured out. Everybody likes his father but him. He's just like, he does come off like a bit of a dick in the beginning of this movie. He's like, oh, you wanted to speak at my wedding, you piece of shit? Get out of here. I don't want to talk. And then he didn't talk to him for like three years or something. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah i kind of i mean that's an interesting place to start as any uh is that immediately i don't really like billy crudup because albert finney's story seems quite gregarious and good like a, like if your dad was giving a speech at a thing and ended up telling a story yes it's about him and how he met his wife but it is about love right and connecting love and that you know what all yeah. you need is a, a nice gold ring so it kind it of was, was a relevant an, it story was an anecdote or whatever the exactly. fuck you call that shit right and billy crudup is like so mad at it and then continues to be and has zero time for his dad even in his failing health so i got to say i mean i understand that by the end billy crudup will bloom comes around and uh, a little bit and so maybe he's like so harsh in the beginning to make the arc a little bit more, but it kind of put me off at the start of the movie because I was like, dude, that's your dad. Like, your dad's going to ham it up. Like, let it. Like, sink into it. But I guess he really took his dad's shit seriously and that really affected him in a bad way throughout his life. Yeah, it really was weird. But then at the end, there is, like, you see the it's exaggerations, right? Yeah. Um, But based on some truth... But based on, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So there's some structural, there's some real structural issues with this movie um, throughout at times. Um, Gear shift. All right, let's go. Well, it just, it started, it started in that place. And uh, it's really more so about the the character who's played by, uh, what's the main actor in this again from Trainspotting? Ewan McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. Who's his younger father. And so it's not even a cut up movie, which is weird because he's the one who does have the arc. But like the majority of the time is spent with his father's make believe stories, which kind of I I had sympathy for cut up because <laughs> some of them are long and go nowhere. Um, for example, um, when he goes into the woods. And he finds that like town and stuff, and then he just wants to leave the town. I know it comes back to that later, but a lot of the beginning of this movie, when his father starts telling his tales, feels like um, detours and wandering. Because um, uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm Here's supposed to be following. What I think it it's is the problem. Yeah. Is um. Well, the problem for Will, which I think legitimizes the thing, is that all of these stories that Will keeps hearing are just are are stories about when his dad was gone, right? 
And so not only was his dad gone for all this shit, but then all he hears about it are is these seemingly bullshit stories, right? Right. Which he thinks are completely fictitious. And then later at the end too, he like even says, he's like, I did like don't even know who you are because all you've ever said is this bullshit, right? Yeah. Um so I think that legitimizes him. I agree he comes off as like kind of a whiny bitch, but um also a little foundation there. I could see why he's angry. I yeah. So, so I guess sort Not of. Not the wedding shit. The wedding shit is yeah. way out of proportion. But, and then and like that he, shouldn't when, be in the movie to tell but you. Then, the but then, but that, yeah. But character. then the next time we see him, his father's on his deathbed and he's being a whiny bitch. So I mean, I don't yeah. know how it gets better from there. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like he, like he never cuts his dad a break. I get to what you're saying, Brent. Because if my if I like felt like my dad was like bullsh- a bullshitter the whole life and that bullshit trickled over into like personal family time and instead of like seeing your dad tell those stories to other people and you being around, he was telling you those stories too nonstop and you'd be like, what is real? Maybe, but that, I don't know, that that's... Um, like, where you been for the last six months, dad? He's like, oh, I was in a wonderful land with fairies and pixie dust and fucking... Giants and... You know, he's people. doing meth in the fucking... Uh, bathrooms at truck stops with a bunch of dudes yeah the the thing that makes it difficult to translate from the book to the screenplay too is that you're generally supposed to be following crudup because he does have the big problem with the way he sees his father and then throughout the movie at the end of the movie they 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 try really hard to make him like be now he's the storyteller and he sees the value in what his father was doing, and he tells the big story, or what, the big lie, or the big embellishment at the end, and so that's his transition. But we don't spend much time with Crudup. We're always spending time with inside the father's stories. Even when Crudup goes on his missions to do his investigations into his father, where he goes and meets Helen Bottom Carter, she just goes into stories about the father again. And then, you know, so then we spend like another 20 minutes with the story where the father bought up the town and went to buy her thing. And then did they have an affair? They didn't have an affair. So like, yeah, it's really hard for me to like um, be following Crudup. Because yeah, that, that's absolutely that de- true. Those detours. But then when I when I also start to think about Ewan McGregor and Albert Finney, who are the same people. Um, and, yeah. and Perry Waltzen, who plays the young Edward Bloom, I, I have a, a tough time getting into his stories because like, it's almost like if we're following it so much is like, there's something going on. Is there a point? And if the, if the point was just that he helped this lady out and save this tiny little town that was in the woods that seemed very much like the village by M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. really... That's not really enough for me for this movie. Like, even if we're investigating is the dad bullshit or not, which we're not really. I mean, I'm glad some of the people show up at the end to show that he wasn't 100% bullshit. He was just an embellisher. Yeah. But I'm like, I kind of don't, I don't care that much. And the stories just aren't scary or fantastical enough for me to like super get behind them. Like this, this, this. I'm not sure if I said this earlier, but this is not a very Tim Burton, Tim Burton movie. Um, It could have been like way creepier or way more surreal or way more one thing, but it was just like, 
None of that. Um, no, you're like right an elephant, that. an elephant poops, and like the well, way that he meets his town, wife. And you think that that town is like going to be in a trap, right? But he just leaves. He just leaves, and he ends up coming back. And yes, he saves it, but and then he runs into to, and he gets involved in a bank robbery. But that really nothing happens from that. No, really, no, there's so many nothing. Except the guy gets rich. Yeah, yeah there's like, not really it, any stakes, is there? No. Because you know he makes it through, obviously, because he's he's flashing back. But then none of what happens is that interesting. Like, and we know he's dying. So yeah, it's not like he's gonna yeah. escape that. Like, and, the, and then the other thing, like he does, is when he meets the lady he wants to marry, he's like, "I'm gonna marry you." And then she's with that guy from his town, which they made a big point to show some of, who was like always a little bit mad that he was undershadowed by Ewan McGregor, who was always this on top. But he didn't. We didn't know he was a bad dude. And no, then he yeah. gets to be with Not this woman and Ewan then. McGregor just takes her away and she goes with him. And I'm like, that's a fucking dick move. Like, number yeah. eight, Ewan McGregor. <laughs> he, 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 was, dick move, he was never established as a bad guy or an antagonist. No. They were just showing him looking very disappointed because he was at the science fair and his thing was shittier. So he'd throw it in the trash and walk away. But he wasn't mean. He didn't go he after Ewan McGregor. No, or he wasn't like fighting him. But then all of a sudden he starts dating that girl or he's engaged that girl. And he, he becomes a giant doucher out of the blue. He's just a doucher who beats up Ewan McGregor. And, um, Rightfully she, so. She, Ewan McGregor was stepping on his shit, Oh, man. totally. And she never – and she told Ewan <laughs> McGregor not to fight. So she lets him get his ass kicked. And even the boyfriend says, why aren't you fighting me? And he says, because she said I wasn't allowed to. Then the guy keeps pummeling him and she never gives him permission to fight back. So like she lets him get his, he gets tuned and she sits there and watches. She screams and tries to stop him. Why didn't she let Ewan McGregor off the hook and say, you can fight back. Edward Norton fight clubs himself. Hmm. Yeah. Or like fear with fucking Marky, or he's like, yeah, yeah. His chest so like that was her fault. She she's the one who said he wasn't allowed to fight, and then let him just get beat the, the shit beat out of him. I mean, it was a show of his dedication, but it's pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but 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 like Ewan McGregor was definitely in the wrong for mm. all of that. Agreed. Yeah, um, like he knew. I mean, I mean, there's different ways. Like my my mom always said, growing up, she was like, all is fair in love and war, right? And she was like, yeah. if you're married then deals are off but if not married then you know game on and uh and also he's like okay but then i i've come to feel like you know if these guys are together and engaged that's like you know you don't chase after that guy's girl yeah unless the guy was an actual douche but he wasn't up to that point he was just like not the happiest if there was this or if you had an existing relationship with this person, maybe. But you don't yeah, pursue a he didn't. brand new, unknowing relationship. They made I know, him, And then though. the whole waiting with the circus working to like find out that fact a month. I'm like, oh my God. But they, Let's they, go. but they make that guy go be a down on the, his luck guy who just is always getting overshadowed by the other guy in the town to like they, they turn him 180 where he's like now a huge douche because of the things he says, the way he the actor portrayed it and they directed it made him an antagonist or a bad person. But like there is no setup for that. He's just like no, except shows that the guy up. finally found happiness, and you and McGregor's like, "I'm here to take that from you," and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then he dies taking a shit. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they kill him by by jerking off to a Playboy on the toilet. Which that he has to do him. now. But once again, they take away all of the tension. <laughs> they take away all the tension in the scene because we know he's going to marry the girl. We know that guy's going to die on the toilet because they already showed it earlier yeah. and then they show it again. So there's there's never any tension. He just gets everything he wants without really any struggle other than getting beat up in hospital. Well, that's how he tells which, the story, yeah. right? Which just makes it not that interesting. No, his story is shitty because there is no tension. Yeah. He just like walks through life falling, you know, falling ass backwards into good shit. Um, yeah. The big giant thing where he goes... He's Forrest like, Gump kind of that way. <clears throat> he kind of is, yeah. It's totally yeah, true. Like, that's very true. That's a it's which is one of the another once again reason why well we'll have to talk about that another day. But yeah, yeah. that's a that's a problem. Um he's not an active um he's not an active character. He's not making things happen. Things are happening to him. Well, and I mean the choices he does make choices, but I mean, they all seem to be delivered right at his door. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no effort required a lot often for the things he wants to do. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to save the town. And, of course, I have money for that. And I'm going to buy every property and put it in my name. And People like, will just give me money to do it. And Meanwhile, I'll, I've got a son and wife at home. Yeah. yeah and that... And then we keep cutting back... That's never a sticking point. Then we keep cutting back to Billy Crudup, who... Who once again we're we're not we don't really get to know him well enough to root. What are we rooting for him too? Like, what's the <laughs> that he like to have a dad that he likes his that he stops hating his father? That's what we're rooting for. It's not much to root for. Yeah, I, um, I guess the the implication is that you have to love your parent. Well, the 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 thing that or I kept else. thinking about throughout this movie was. Um, what is the Mr. Rogers movie that came out like about four or five years ago? Yeah, um, Mr. Rogers. Uh, no, it was a called in something in the neighborhood. Touching kids with, with Wh- whatever the Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks is is really <laughs> is really good, and it has the same themes as this movie, but like yeah. the stakes are so much higher, and the the movie is so much seri- more serious. There's and probably an authenticity to the relationships and shit involved there. Yes, right? there is. Like, there's uh, none of that here with any of it. Right. No. There, Sorry, if I Absolutely not. It, it feels... But once again, and they, they, they lean into the authenticity because they're like, well, he's just embellishing and making shit up, so who cares? And it's just like, well, we were supposed to care. So <laughs> if no one cares, then you don't have much of a movie. Uh, to go on like honestly who cares that he saved that little town like why do I why do I care about that and like his relationship with Helena Bonham Carter is complicated but also based on such strangeness where he went to town early and he met her too young and then he came back after he was married so he couldn't be with her but he like definitely does some emotional cheating it seems and is never held accountable for it and it's fine because no. he somehow saved the village. I don't even quite like I really stopped paying attention by that point. Honestly, I was done with this movie on it. I was done with this movie. Not very far in because I like Colin and I watched this one together and it was like, 
what the f- what why 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 do i care about any of this i don't care i don't care and it, it was yeah. kind of annoying it was really frustrating actually it was hey, it was tough. was he not way too young the first time he met her to make the relationship not extremely creepy later like he was like, 18 oh i thought he was a kid because they were like kids the way i'm remembering it when they yeah. go to the witch's house she's oh. the witch that's when he met her when he the oh, first yeah, time. Yeah, right. She, I don't know what yeah. the deal with the witch. She is, was though. eight and he was eighteen. Because she says no, that. when he went to the thing, but when he was a kid and went there somehow, and they saw the thing. Yes, there was an old Helena Bottom Carter witch. But I yeah. don't know if that was the girl's mother or what the hell is. What's oh, the deal see, with the, the witch? The impression then? I got was that he was he was there when he was too young and too old. So when he was young, she seemed old. And then later, she seemed much younger when he saw her again, obviously, right? Yes. Um, and not a witch at all. Uh, I don't know that, if they're related. That was is, my feeling. Is the witch I don't related know. to Helena Bottom? Because they're both played by her. So Jesus that's gotta Christ. Mean, well, that was the confusing part to me. Yeah. It just says in the in the write-up that she's a, she's a witch. And she, he sees his death. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that actually was interesting because then I was like, Colin and I had the discussion on the moment. If you could go see a witch tomorrow and she would show you how you die, would you want to go see it? And for me, it was like, you know what? When I was a little kid or young, I probably would have wanted to thinking I would have lots of runway in life. But now I probably wouldn't because I'm like every day I get is pretty much a surprise. So let's keep that surprise going. I don't want to be ruined by seeing I'm going to die in 10 days because I'd be like, what a fucking waste. Um what would you do, Brent? Would you see that tomorrow from a witch if you could? No, probably not. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, you die on the shitter. I wouldn't want to know. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know. I want to be a surprise. I don't. I don't want to be. The thing like, is, you just never go to that spot. Like it's like, oh, you get hit outside of your house by a bus. Well, I'm not leaving the house ever again. Yeah. I live here now. And or, I'm, I'm or if it's a heart immortal. attack on the treadmill, you just start eating vegetables and, and stop going on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, fuck, I'll never do that again. So so the movie I was talking about earlier, though, is called A Beautiful Day in a Neighborhood. And it was it's the one where Tom Hanks plays Mr. Rogers. And it's it's about a, uh, it's a, based on a true story about a journalist who went to interview him and they became like best friends. And I don't know if either of you have seen it. Have you guys seen it? Nope. Yeah. John, okay, so you've seen it, John. It has a yeah. lot of the same themes in this movie. Like, cause the journalist but it's not is, about Mr. Rogers. It's about the other yeah, guy. The journalist's father is dying, and he's having a really hard time because they've had a terrible relationship. But the movie stays with him. It's not about Tom yeah. Hanks. It's about the journalist. And it's how t- the Mr. Rogers character influences him and good ways positive ways yeah. and why they why they become friends and um See, but but yeah. it stays with him it doesn't like if this go off with tom hanks character for like huge yeah, for swaths an, of the for 45 movie. minutes straight and then not do anything like remember that time <laughs> i went painting the fence wide i like painting fences it's like what are we doing here if this movie was about billy crudup mostly and as he came to conflicts specific conflicts with his father and then his father would tell a story that would maybe first seem like bullshit, but later resolve that particular conflict that he had, that would have been really, really maybe interesting and useful. 
but instead, it's it just, I'm, I'm alive here in an old bed, so let's tell a story about how I was in trouble and had all these struggles. Like, no. Uh, it, it's like it's annoying. It, it I, This movie gets, like, pretty critically praised as well. I mean, the, the awards nominations are, are, are so surprising to me, but... Um, yeah, me too. Like Rotten Tomatoes had this at seventy five percent, if you can believe it. Um, whatever that had. Um, eight out of ten on IMDb. Yeah, this like, is, it's not it's an not. eight out of ten movie. This movie is like not an eight out of ten. It's annoyingly disappointing. Mm-hmm. It really is. There's there's uh, there's no real thread. It's such a all over the place movie and. Uh, and Billy Crudup, it's so funny because he makes the, the the most the valid point to why this movie sucks is because we know none of it is true and it's all embellished and fictionalized. So who cares? Like what we what we really want, what he really wants from his father, and what we really want from the movie is we want to know what is real about it so we can get behind it. But it's all just bullshit. So like once again, we do not we do not get emotionally invested in it. Yeah, like that, that was the scene where Billy Crudup is telling the story of how his dad dies and how he turns into the fish. That should have hit so hard mm-hmm. and been so emotional. Mm-hmm. And it just it just didn't. It was it fell flat because I got the sense he was telling his dad that story to appease his dad, not because he suddenly believed in the power of story and had a new lust for life or yeah, was hopeful the, about his own son being born. It was just like, all right, dad, I'll fucking tell you the stupid story. The, the, the idea it been that he gets over himself. And fucking yeah. realizes that some things are like more important than your fucking pride. Well, yeah. And just have a fucking moment with the guy. The guy's like, you know, trying to tell you that he has been there to whatever level fucking that means for this guy. I don't know. <laughs> well, then but, that's what know. happens in the Mr. Rogers movie is that him and his father, they like, they, he finally sees his father in, in a different light. And, 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 and you know what? The ending of this movie isn't bad. It's just it didn't earn it, like the the rest of the movie didn't earn the ending, so it, yeah. it, it that's why it falls flat, because you you didn't build the movie up to get to the part where he he tells his father the story as he's dying. He, it it could have worked had the rest of the movie um, led up to it in a better way, where where Crudup was the main main focus of the movie and not his father and the Hugh and McGregor character because yeah something about questioning like am I going to be a good dad and you know am I going to be this serious and like stifle all this creativity and shit or am I going to be like my dad was and like really push hard the fun elements of life because life could be really shit um but that's it's just not what I got out of this at all um this is definitely a movie about like a a, a a man and his like the loss of his dad and the birth of a new and the starting of a new family. But like, there's like no themes I'm familiar with or identify in any of this. They don't seem to focus enough on any one thing. That's what I mean. Is I think this book this is just a, a another victim of this book probably being really good. But because they didn't obviously have enough time and they only had two hours or however long this is, they tried to tell everything in the book and cram it all in there rather than taking one thing from the book and turning that into the screenplay, like really focusing on like one element 
and trying to, you know, like have the same themes and messages. But instead, I think they, they did what you're saying. I think they chose the wrong element. They chose oh. to do the big imaginative component of the story, which would be compelling, like you're saying, in the book and long form with probably a better detailed uh, relationship and explanation of the behind the scenes shit that we're not getting with this, right? The dense, yeah. like, like thickness of the, of the content. And with this, I feel like exactly what you're saying, Colin's true. They just chose the wrong thing. Instead of pursuing the story element with the son and father and really letting us see that and then maybe throwing a touch of the imagination in there or uh, a little grandiosity, um, I think we'd have a better fucking movie. No, you're actually right. Um, it is. They they picked the wrong thing to, to do in two hours. They, yeah. they should have picked a more hum, human element to it. Um, which is which is exactly what the 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 beautiful day in the neighborhood does. It's they really focus on the human aspect of of the character and why he's damaged and why the 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 the, re, the way his father had hurt him and why he feels the way he does. And then as he's seeing his father die, he 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 comes to terms with it, and that never happens in this movie. He goes out and just meets other people who tell him other bullshit stories, like, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's all just bullshit. It's I'm all not just sure nonsense. Billy up learns by the end. Like I said, he might have just told that one story to his dad to appease him, and then his dad dies, and then he goes back to being a jerk, a whatever, a, a cynic. A, yeah, he's he a sees jerk. the people around the funeral, and he tells some fun stories, maybe. But I don't know that he's changed. It makes I, more I sense than that. he learned the value of story or some <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, what the like, fuck are we talking about? Yeah, he definitely didn't. And, like, I don't know, the fantastical elements of this aren't that fantastical. Like, it's slightly embellished. Like, there is a werewolf, yes. Uh, and there's, like, I forgot about that. <laughs> kind of a giant, but it's just a really tall guy. Like, I don't know. Like, this movie might have hit way more if the real-life portions, the Billy Crudup of the world, had have been way more on the human element with, like, actual problems that he needed to solve and get over. And then the father telling his stories should have been, like, more of everything that it was trying to be to really hammer home, like, that element of it. So it was, like, it was scarier or more intense or more, like, wild. Even more, not just like Siamese twins, but they're actual twins. Oh, that's so fucking crazy. That's like, another, that's another, once again, another nothing burger is when he goes into the military and then he does that whole thing where he fights those guys and then the Siamese twins and then his wife gets a letter that he's dead and then like less than 30 seconds later, he shows up and he's not dead. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it was a mistake. It was just like, what a fucking, why do we even go... It was like, there's like, what? She <laughs> cried for like two seconds and he shows up. That so was they the don't quickest use... manipulation of emotion ever. Yeah, yeah. And they don't use it in, in, a, in a, and I think that the, this father stuff was way too over the top and silly with the giant living in the cave and, and uh, the, the Siamese twins and all that because, because they're, they're trying to ground you with the Billy Crudup stuff with his wife and his kid. And and then him having to deal with his father dying, but then the, then the, there's a tonal issue because all the father's stories are so weird and fucking exaggerated and fantasy. So so to me, it's like two different tones that don't. Yeah, I I might not well mind together. the tones, but I wanted more of the weirdness. 
You wanted more? Oh, just, see, I think he should have because it was so light in the weirdness it just seemed like stupid embellishments not like like i said like the siamese they were siamese twins no they're just twins like that's like why like (coughs) he was just a really tall dude that proximity to the truth was kind of the point right yeah was that he was never full of shit but then all his stories were pointless they are pointless and and that's what the movie should have been though is that like someone one of you guys said earlier crudup should have had problems in the movie that he was like coming to his dad with or that were being presented in the movie and then his dad could have been telling all of these fucking stories from Just his thing yeah. and his son's like you're not fucking you're not giving me anything and then at the end his realization is that he's been telling him the whole time in like this weird analogous way or whatever yeah. the fuck little um, nuggets of life wisdom. because that's that's the only way he knows how to communicate and that's the way that he realizes that, oh, fuck, dad loves me. He just communicates like fucking old autism. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. we're fucking, you know, reconciled. And then he dies. And I go to his funeral and I see that there's a proximity to his stories, too. Yeah. And who really gives a fuck about that at that point, to and, tell you the honest truth? And maybe he wasn't around for some of my childhood, but he was doing something really important. Not just like flirting with yeah. this lady. Yeah, but instead, yeah, not all just of constantly running into twins and uh, witches <laughs> and other people. But, yeah, but, but instead in of that, but instead of that, all of his father's stories are nothing burgers. They go yeah. nowhere. They don't. They don't mean anything. You don't care about them. You. Yeah. It's. 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 His stories aren't. They're, they're not good stories. <laughs> they don't. Because his nothing. dad's just a normal guy in the today. Like, who had a normal guy who had a stroke. If he was like president of Africa or like something like that to start, then it'd be like, tell us the story of how that happened. Let oh, me tell but, you this fantastic. But it's like, how did you get here, dad? I had fantastical shit happen for my normal life. So, a good well, example. I don't mind the idea of a, of a nobody having an unknown. Um, a low-key awesome life, life. yeah right. well, that's so fine. like he he saves a town but never is known like i think there's a lot of uh romance to that idea so so but, we yeah. will talk I about this like we'll obviously get, yeah well i guess like, that's i would the point, i right. would love to do forrest gump again because i brent wasn't there i obviously back then said forrest gump didn't hold up but it was for different reasons but for a good example of what Forrest Gump does right, that's because Jenny gives Forrest AIDS. No, no, no. But there's a part of that though. But no. So, but one of the things, a perfect example is okay. So Forrest goes to the army too in that movie. But in that movie, Forrest goes to the army, and eventually it leads to Bubba dying and him becoming a shrimp captain, a shrimp boat captain. But yeah. it leads to something. Like if he and didn't go to the army Dan. and he didn't meet Bump, yeah, and he wouldn't meet, he wouldn't have met Dan, and he wouldn't have started Bubblegum Shrimp. So like, it's got to lead to something. But this movie has none of that. It yeah. leads to nothing. <laughs> so, so it doesn't work. It's I'm nonsense. Of, Just I'm fucking of Steve Martin now on planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> You tell all these stories. Here's an idea. Have a point. Yeah. <laughs> It'll make it so much more enjoyable for the listener. For the list. You're just like a doll, except it, you don't pull. They don't pull your string. You do. <laughs> that movie still holds up. Anyways. Yeah, that's what yeah. this movie is, though. This movie is Steve Martin pulling on a cord from his own chest and, yeah. and anecdotes spitting out. And it's just pointless. nonsense. It just doesn't really love that review. Do you guys? Do you guys want to? want to 
spit on yes, this? Yes, I I'll, do. I I just do. I'll hawk Call a big it. loogie on this one. The, the music by Danny Elfman, though. Mwah. Chef's Mwah. kiss. Chef's kiss, Danny. Um, music for this is actually quite unmemorable. Yeah, I don't remember it at all. You're right. Yeah. Which means it wasn't terrible. It probably wasn't terrible. Yeah, not terrible. One in the, one in the column for Mr. Elfman. You know what was terrible <laughs> was this movie. Yeah. Uh, it does not hold up. I really, this is a hard one to sit through for me. Uh, I really, like, uh, I knew that this movie had some renown behind it. Obviously, the actors and the director are competent enough. Um and there's something here. This could have been like the 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 day in the neighborhood type movie, which flew under the radar that one. But that's what this exactly what this movie needed is it needed more more oomph for the main character to get over things and not have this movie just be about some guy's crazy ass stories. Because um, you gotta be you gotta root for people in movies, and I wasn't rooting for a single person throughout all this, or at least an idea. Yeah, um, and I think the thing we were rooting for in this movie was purpose. Yes, please. yeah, totally. Have a point. Have a point. And I don't believe that that Billy Crudup's changed by the end. I think he's probably not going to be a great dad. He's going to have a spoon up his ass. So yay. Yeah, his son's like um, going to have to console him when he cries. That's what kind of dad I think he's going to be. Yeah. Even Marion Cotard is 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 wasted <laughs> in this, like. She's just there and she listens to stories and she's going to have a baby. But, like, she doesn't serve any other purpose in this movie. Like, it just goes to show one more person that actually likes his dad. uh, And he is the only one that doesn't doesn't seem to understand his dad. It's like generally providing a net positive for people with his bullshit, right? Yeah. The only person not is his son, and and that that's that. There's a point to that, and it's just because his son's a, an idiot. Yeah, and I generally like <laughs> Billy Crudup. I I like him in other things, and I I did not like Billy Crudup in this. I did not think his role. It was the writing and the directing, but I don't enjoy his performance. I just feel like he was wasted. I feel like everybody was pretty much wasted in this. He, he could have stole the show if the movie was about the it was about him about and the right him. stuff. And then yeah. Yeah, just have him. He has issues. His dad tells him a story. He can't see the forest from the trees for what the story point is. But later on, somehow, when he sees all the people and the positive impact his dad had, and maybe those people finish the story or tell them the one thing that they were missing, and he's like, holy shit, my dad like was a great guy, and it was all worth it, and I'm, I'm just, I've been stupid, but... He didn't quite realize. Anyway, that's that's enough for me today. Uh, it does not hold up. Yeah, Who's I would next? say it doesn't hold up too. And uh, for all of the reasons we just discussed, it's just this movie. There, I wouldn't even watch it. There's nothing redeeming. There's, the no. directing isn't a standout. The acting isn't a standout. There's no reason. There's nothing you're going to get out of watching this movie. But I will say, Brent, if you haven't seen it, it sounds like you haven't seen it. To watch a movie that does everything that this movie was attempting to do. Uh, a Beautiful Day in a Neighborhood, I've seen it twice. It's I can't believe I haven't talked about it with you before. It's an excellent movie. Um, the actor who's the main character in it... Um, uh, he's an unknown, isn't he? He's No, he's not. But um, Tom you've Hanks. seen him in other things, but his name is Matthew, no, Matthew Ways. I don't know how to pronounce his last That's name. That's the thing with the flick, Brent, is that T- Tom Hanks does do Mr. Rogers really, really well, but he's only like in it 
some. He's it's, not the point yeah, of the movie. Yeah, maybe twenty percent of it, twenty five percent. This 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 other guy has been in the he he's was the star of the TV series The Americans, and he was in a couple of other things. You'll recognize him if you see him. He's excellent yeah. in this. I think he won uh, many awards for this movie as well. But yeah, like don't watch Big Fish. Watch A Beautiful Day in a Neighborhood, and it 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 does a great job of doing what this movie is trying to do. Yep. Over to you, Big Brent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this movie's annoying because I want to love it because it's supposed to be really fun and fantastical, but I think the execution is poor. Hugh McGregor bugs me because he just fucking looks like with this dumbfounded fucking wonderment this and grin his on glaze his face all the time. time. <laughs> and it like never really fucking changes. He doesn't really have like a... Even when he's worried, there's still this like... There's never a concern no. on his face or to the viewer. Crud up. Shut up. <laughs> Big fish. Stupid bitch. Doesn't hold up. <laughs> That's oh, it. Oh, man. That's all I got for it. It's so disappointing. I was really disappointed. I was happy when this got announced because I was like, we had just finished a slew of bad movies. We missed an episode from an illness. The last episode we tried to fucking do, my hard drive crapped out. So if I can ever recover it, we will release an episode for Up in the Air. But that one might not come out because hard drives. But now we got a new hard drive. And I thought this month was all going to be about positive shit. And it's just not the way it shook out. <sighs> well, I'm positive that this is shit. I, I, I still <laughs> have my, I right? still have my yeah. Close. for it. I still have my file uh, for that podcast if you want it. No, I have it. I have all that shit. Just, uh, goddamn. Okay. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Well, John Wick coming up. Yeah, we got John Wick next, folks. We're hoping that a light action flick will be the answer to the formula of shite we've done lately. And uh, after that, I think we were planning to do um, uh, Moneyball. Yes. Oh, yes. So we should give Moneyball the treatment. <laughs> yes. Anyways, we'll treat oh. that would be a good the one for Moneyball. Treatment. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the we're getting into some shit. Bears. We're getting into some shit. All right, folks. Well, look, uh, it's been a couple week hiatus, so welcome back to us. Um, we're gonna do this. We've got some other big things planned in the future. We'll tell you all about coming up. Um, until then, uh, we're going to come out with John Wick and we're probably going to get the money ball after that. And so you can look forward to maybe some better movies coming down the pipeline. I hope John Wick holds up. Uh, I truly do. Keanu, lots of Keanu love and, uh, some other people from, uh, what you call it? The wire make some cameos. So yeah, let's get into that shit next. Other than that though, stay away from big fish stick in the little pond, um, away from it. And there's not even like clips from this movie that I would watch and be like, hoo, 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 fond memory. So fuck this movie. Okay, good. Uh, folks, we will check you out next weekend. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Uh, and until we see you next time, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. 
Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.